Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Invasion. This week, a special Vinnie Vincent Expo extravaganza with two people who couldn't even be bothered to show up, Loose Cannon and Baco. Get ready for some Vinnie up in ya. How are you, sir? I am well, and of course, it's Sunday. Uh, at least it is here in Minnesota, and as as always, I observe the Sabbath on Sunday, so there we go. As you should. I'm getting drunk as, as fuck, Luce. <laughs> <laughs> just like a, just like the mics a... are playing today, my squad needs me. <laughs> That's right. But as usual, we're, we are getting in the important stuff in between, mm-hmm. right? Against yeah, I kind of pushed family and friends aside for a couple hours, and uh, 
you know, so it sounds like you're doing a good job on your end. Kids are sick. You just, just you know, tell yeah. them to stop crying and go to bed, right? I, I did. I, I threw them in front of the TV. <laughs> I said, I said, don't say a goddamn word for the next hour um, or you will uh, be uh, uh, sadder yeah. than usual with me as my father, me as your father. But yes, it's it's an excellent Sunday and it's snowing Maybe. here in, in Denver. It's, it's coming I'm our sure, way. I'm sure it's going to be balls cold and snowy later there today, but we are taking this this time out of our lives because there's something that uh, I question my sanity about the fact that I am even interested from the text. Not me, man. Uh, yeah, let's let's get into it a little bit. You want me to kind of lead here? Yeah, you lead. Just just up to this point, we well, know from from something going on this weekend. We were texting back and forth. We we're having a lot of, uh, well, a lot of fun, laughs, but uh, yeah. please proceed. Well, you and I are definitely aware of the the pitfalls and the negative side of social media. I would say the last couple days have been more of the 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 good side. The reason we do this, uh, or at least the reason that we're on social media. Let me rephrase that. Uh, Vinnie Vincent Expo is happening. Uh, the, well, the Kiss Atlanta Expo featuring special guest Vinnie Vincent. Maybe that's the best way to put it. That that happened. It kicked off Friday with, uh, I think that was a VIP session only. And then all day Saturday. And then today he's doing some more VIP stuff. Um, anyway, you have, you and I, of course, you know, we know tons of people who are going to the same. Chris and Aaron from Decibel Geek uh, being yep. not- notable ones. Uh, Art of the Third Power uh, made the trek out there. Um, and you know, even David Alpazar, who, by the way, I used to talk and I used to text with quite a bit, uh, about football and we kind of trailed off David, if you're listening and I know you're not, I'll be texting you some inappropriate humor soon. <laughs> um, but no, it's cool. I mean, it was like every 20 minutes, something new and something, and somebody be sharing something. Uh, I mean, Julian Gill and the guys at, uh, growing up rock podcast, they streamed a lot of this stuff. So it was good, to, uh, to get it, you know, to experience without having to, to make the trip to Atlanta, you know, um, it it was just cool. I don't know. What did you What did you think? No, it was it was very interesting because I uh, first we should back up. If you're the first time listener to this show, you want to do our disclaimer, Baco. Yeah, if you're here, if you're here for, if you've never listened to our show, but you're you're check, checking in because you're a fan of Vinnie Vincent, I would encourage you to stop right now and maybe go back and listen to a couple other episodes. Before you come back to this, because we're going to do what we do here at Cobras and Fire, which is uh, make fun of ourselves, make fun of the people we're talking about, and have a lot of laughs. It's all meant in good fun. We have a lot of respect for the people that we get into, but we know how some diehards are. And frankly, Vinny fans are about as diehard as you get. And you need to have take everything we say with a grain of salt and a sense of humor. And if you're not prepared to do that, well, you've been warned. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that you want uh, our KISS credibility card. Just We've got at least 20 episodes, mm-hmm. massive fans. And I am a – I don't know if I would consider myself a, a Vinny diehard, but I put you know Creatures and Look It Up as definitely in the top five of KISS albums, KISS studio albums easily. Definitely so, Look It Up. Um, yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so point, point being is that uh, yeah, go back, see the sense of humor – but we don't want anybody to be butthurt. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be butthurt <laughs> so, if you're not prepared. Yes, yeah, so. that's correct. Uh, because yeah, here's, and, our, here's our philosophy in life. Our philosophy is you don't bust somebody's balls unless you like them. That's my whole thing. That guy uh, at work that you never you never fuck with, you hate him. The guy yes. that you're your best buddy, you bust his balls all the time. So <laughs> deal with it. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, I but I think we're. And by the way. 
This thing was so cool. If I could have gone, if I could have made it happen, I, I really would have. I, I am I am in a, a good way jealous of the people who managed to make the trek. So it, there's no sour grapes here. I'm thankful. No. Thank, thankful for you know Facebook as a way to share the event with people like me because I couldn't go. So at least but, I, but, I didn't want yeah. to sell enough to, to go. Let's put it that way. Right. And, and all that. So everybody that went, awesome. If you're listening to this episode, you know. And huge, thank you. You're, you're yeah, and thank you too. So much. We do have some advice on what you should bring next time. Uh, but we'll get into that <laughs> yeah. later. Yes, just just a little bit of advice because we're here teaser. to help, right? Yes. A little teaser. Yeah. But please, now that we've uh, done all our, our disclaimers, let's let's proceed. How do we want to start, like, chronologically? I mean, I was at work Friday, and everybody was going frantic because Vinny was 30 minutes late, then an hour late, and apparently Eddie Trunk was going to interview him on his Sirius XM show, which has a two-hour window because it was live. And uh, I remember uh, Toomey was even chiming in, Vinny, or Eddie Trunk sounds nervous that Vinny's not going to show. And sure enough, he did, he did show up, but he was— How uh, late was he? Let's just do that. How late well, he was, was he for me? My understanding was that he was going to do two hours with Eddie, and he got 20 minutes. So at least an okay. hour and a half, you know, to be so he was know, an, yeah. functional so he was an hour and a half late. So let's start with that. The Leading up to that, what were, what were your odds, uh, your Vegas odds on him actually showing? I felt good about it until uh, Julian Gill posted that he was 30 minutes late. Uh, then I was like, uh-oh. And, you know, I think you and I talked right around that time, and – and my initial thought was, you know what? For us, for our show, it's a better story if he doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't mean I didn't want him to show up. You know, I mean, I would have felt terrible for Chris Sinzak uh, for everything that that all the backstory stuff we've touched on a, a few episodes back, and all the the positivity you know he's put about Vinny out in the world. Right. To have this, you know, get that close, and then once again. It, it, It'd be, it'd be a lot like being a Viking fan or Charlie Brown kicking a football, you know? Uh, uh, but no, I see a cartoon. I see a related Charlie Brown, <laughs> Vinny Vincent cartoon Vinny coming Vincent soon. Is like, yeah. <laughs> Leading all up to that this day about how many times he just, Chris Sins, like just falls in his ass. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, good good thing uh, it was just uh, late and not a no-show. So Okay, so at that point, uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. I don't even think Vinny knew if he was going to show up uh, up, up, up till up till that point. Seriously, I'm sure he wanted to, but but when you're an hour and a half late for anything, um, you know, there's there, there's some things like you know he's not been out of the house. He's been holed up. He's it's got to be just a, a a. I'm not I'm not actually making a joke here. I'm saying if you have not been in the public and then all of a sudden you're thrown into the spotlight like this, that's got to be terrifying. Well, especially when when you were in the spotlight and in 20 years, you know, people don't look the same. And typically, as you age, you don't get better looking. And so now you have that kind of thing to except for us. Yes. That kind of thing to compensate because you got this thing in the mirror looking at you going, you're really going to go out. I mean, look at you. Uh, And so, that look, I'm just I'm speculating. I'm just, you know, it's got to be multiple things. It's it's got to be hard. At, the, right, at that, right. that length of time to just all of a sudden go, shit, I'm going to go back out. Maybe I should, you know, do some crunches.
let's just get this out of the way because it's the least important of all this. Now, as far as, you know, first, first thing somebody pops out for a long time, you're going to jump on his appearance. Now, I'll just say that, that uh, you know, the subtitle for this episode may be on the eighth day, God created pantsuits. Okay. <laughs> He's a big fan and, of Hillary Clinton, man. Let it go. But, yeah, I know. I By can the tell. way, twice he took, took a couple of shots at Bernie Sanders, I think. Ooh, so maybe, I see. I might be onto something there. Interesting. Yeah, see, I've not gone that deep on it. But but I'll say this, too, is that anybody that was, like, shocked by his appearance, he basically looks like you would expect someone that has not been out of the house uh, for 20 years, apparently, to look like. That's what you do. And he's, he claims he's been playing uh, guitar for seven <laughs> hours a day. So that's seven hours a day of sitting down. I wonder if he has, except- like, a clock. He, like... Starts at like a countdown. It starts at seven hours and counts down to zero. And then like there's like you know like a work whistle. Like he's like set up like a factory job at home playing guitar. It's like no, no, it goes it goes exactly like the Fred Flintstone whistle. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna call bullshit on the seven hours on guitar, but that is a sitting down activity. And I just had this beautiful vision of of Vinny, like is like. He's like, uh, I'm gonna do my my first Vinny impression of the night, and that is, hey, uh, I gotta I gotta work on this this solo. I gotta work on the give me more solo more and really nail this down. Oh, these damn dogs! Quit do- quit do- quit quit barking dogs! I got 75 dogs on here. Apparently, Doc McGee is also Vinny Vincent. Uh, that was actually supposed to be Lego. You have, one, <laughs> you have one voice. Yeah, I don't think he played seven hours a day. Realistically, uh, look. I listened to you know the both the first and and a good chunk of the second day Q and A that he did, and of course the Eddie Trunk interview. And I will say this: while he there was my BS meter was beeping quite a bit, um, I thought he exposed more than I thought he would have as far as answering some of the harder questions uh, in a largely, from my perspective, honest way. Okay, but was it was a can? It was all set up by the guy that promoted it, right? Yeah, well, he did accept questions, and and I, I actually am okay with the premise, with the idea that you don't have people raise hands and stuff. And and look, they said they weren't going to dodge some of the hard ones, you know, like the box set and why sure. he's been away so long, and he didn't. Um, so those did come up, and and as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to hit a couple of the the tough ones, and 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 like I said, for the most part, I think he answered. Fairly honestly, you know, maybe not a. There might be some embellishment on certain things that were going on, but but I don't uh, I don't disbelieve uh, the intent of what he was saying. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay. Do you want to do you want to hit on some key points and we kind of we can comment on on uh, sure on yeah it? yeah let's you want to okay. start with the box set and what he kind of said there. <laughs> it's right. So for the fifty people that bought the box set. Uh, <laughs> You know, whatever. Ten years ago, your hundred dollars has now uh, doubled in value, and you will get two box sets. Yes, uh, <laughs> you are. You 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 again. Uh, you you apparently uh, know more than you let on. Um, what do you mean? But, but you know, one thing he said while he was talking about that was that like, and this is what about ninety four. Hold 95? on for a second. I, I need to understand what you're talking about. What do you mean? No more than I let on. Uh, you you you've kind of been playing this coy game with me, Luce. That like, I don't listen to any of this stuff. I don't. Whatever. I'm. <laughs> I'm just not obsessed like you. And then you have, like, specific facts. And then when I actually go, like, you mentioned, like, seven things when we talked yesterday that I didn't hear. And then I go and listen to two more interviews. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Of course he's listening. You always no. act so above it all, I, no matter what it is. You're like, oh, that's, that's why did image. you text me earlier this week? Like, what's that hired gun movie called? I'm like, I, you know, fuck you. It's called hired gun, asshole. <laughs> 
I'm just too, too much important stuff in my life. I have I have kids and a job. I can't focus on things like movie titles. L- listen, listen to me. I have, I have uh, only read things. Everything that I've I've told you, I've read in blabbermouth articles. If there's other people that transcribe, my whole point was I've never heard him speak once nor watched any of the iPhone videos. I've only, I've only listened to three sides of the coin once. <laughs> three sides of a credibility. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, so let's 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 go go back on. I can, I read. I don't listen that much. Right, as enough. you can tell fair, from our conversation. Fair enough. Uh, some believe you and some don't. You can probably yeah, right. figure out so, which side so, I'm on. Anyway, so, uh, w- when did he sell the box? This was like ninety five, ninety six, right? I, I don't know. But anyways, for those that that aren't a hundred percent Vinny geeks out there, he basically uh, hustled some people back uh, when the internet was young about some you know some box that he was putting together and uh, never came came. Uh, to actually sending it out and took their money, right? And, but uh, what I thought was funny is the way they said that is that you'll get two. It goes, and it would be funny if every single person that basically bought it is probably there. Be like, people out there are like, how about you just give me my hundred dollars back, asshole? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand. Well, he's gonna throw in some other like personal things that other people won't get. Oh, but good. Whatever that means, <laughs> dryer lint or uh, you know, it's not gonna be the lick it up pants because those are worth ten grand. Okay, good. Um, but. Uh, yeah, he wh- whatever. But the one of the thing, one of the the things that set off my BS meter was that like, well, I did cassettes because around this time, you know, CDs weren't really a thing. And I'm like, what? And then he's like, he, no. And he's like, well, they were, but they weren't. I'm like, I don't know what what you're talking about there. Yeah, um, it, I don't think he started his box set in '88 and put it on online. Was like, you know what I'm saying? Like okay. the box set was something that he offered on his website. Well, apparent, yeah. By the way, it was very new, and um, and by this is true though. Okay, someone who's Hi. old like me can tell you this: buying things online was a fairly new thing around the time that this happened. I mean, it wasn't real commonplace to shop online. The, so there was probably not a great template set up for how to handle these things. And apparently, all the far as he got in actual production was getting the boxes made. Uh, the he says, and this is somewhat believable. I even think uh, Chris uh, Sinzak has opined that this might be the the reason why Vinny um, never was able to deliver on those. Is that basically his legal bills? All that money got sucked up in that, and so he never actually delivered on that. And he apologized. He said, "I'm sorry for everybody who did this. I'm going to try to make it right." He's uh, He's promising to get the box set done by the end of the year, but he doesn't have a lot of uh, equity when it comes to, you know, a promise. Let's put it that way. So hopefully these people get what they ordered um, and get it kind of sorted out. But again, that's I thought his answer was very honest. He kind of broke he broke it down a little more detail where he talked about, you know, the lawsuits against Kiss and how it was sucking up a lot of any any money he had at the time. Um, And then this, of course, you know, the money he got from the people who pre-ordered it. And he also said, you know, thankfully he shut it down quick. I don't know if that's true or not, but that he said he stopped it in time before it got too out of control. So once he realized that he wasn't going to be able to actually send anything to anybody. so Right. I mean, I recently brought a John Karabi. He's got that new live album coming out. And I I guarantee the vinyl that I ordered has not even made it to, to a vinyl press yet. I have no idea what I'm getting, you know, and so these things are, they, they kind of take the money up front, almost like a GoFundMe that we would call it now. Or a pledge music. It's Yeah, pledge music's better. Uh, and that really didn't exist when Vinny was doing that. That might have been a better way to handle that because if he can't deliver on it, everybody gets their money back. 
Right. Uh, right. Anyway, any right, thoughts cool. on that? Well, I know that was one of the more minor things. I just found the only thing I wanted to comment on that was just the fact that I thought it was funny that you get two for one after 10 years. But let's go um, next. Trunk to kind of kick everything off, and it ended up Eddie! being. <laughs> yes, Eddie. Uh, oh, by the way, Mitch Lafon posted on Facebook today that he should have been the one to ed- uh, interview Vinny first. Oh, and why would that be? Would he? Was he there? Uh, no, he's not. Ding, ding, ding. Anyway, I, I just don't get it. So he should have been the first person to interview. <laughs> yeah, he should have showed though. up then. Jesus, uh, <laughs> I don't understand the logic of this guy. I got to talk about this Paul comment he made, but before I do that, one of the things he said that kind of also got my little BS meter dinging was uh, he said that he's not on the internet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this guy is literally, you know, it's like, you know, anonymously all over the internet. I mean, we, we know all about all of his track record there, you know, with Meredith sending out emails and. The whole part where he says, I had no idea that people really wanted to see me or that really were obsessive about my time in Kiss or something like that. Like, where, where did you hear oh. that? <laughs> Are you fucking with me? Of course. <laughs> I read it. I read it on the Blabbermouth article. <laughs> but anyway, so he goes, yeah, I, I like how this image you have of me. It's just like me hoarding all this audio and stuff like that. It's just not hoarding. Not gonna... it's, just, it's just character you play, Mr. Above It All. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too good for for this kind of time-consuming projects. you talking about my character while being smug all the time, not listening to anything? Is that what you're trying to say to me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do know the the subtitle for me for this expo was the uh, uh, Loose Cannon's Ego Boost. Yes? <laughs> yeah, you, you could have shown up and felt great about yourself looking at the median uh, Kiss fan that we see there. Uh, <laughs> Be like, oh, my God, I guess I'm going to have to live another day. I feel good. Uh, I feel good about myself. Thank you. I would just if I was there, I would be looking around, going, "This is awesome! Oh my god, that's Vinny!" And then I'd see a bunch of people that reminded me why I don't tuck in my t-shirts. <laughs> Once again, validating the t-shirt tuck, untuck. Oh boy, I... you know, we should have we should have we should actually have uh, as the album uh, 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 album as the episode art is kind of like the Love Gun cover, just of it's just you and I on top of a pedestal and all all the right. Ra- <laughs> All the KISS fans below us. We need an art department. <laughs> we do for that. It's going to be a little too hard for Photoshop. Uh, so anyway, towards the end of his interview with Eddie, uh, they were talking about Gene and he hit. And by the way, 
outside of this one remark all weekend, I didn't hear him say anything negative. And this this could even be uh, not not necessarily construed as negative. But he was just glowing every time he talked about him. Of course, he probably has to be. But he talked about Gene and how like the whole email story, like. Oh, it turns out he was mad at me because I wasn't responding to my emails. But uh, Oh, can I go on that, that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So Vinny was saying that there was an email he didn't check uh, at a normal basis, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Yeah. And I thought to myself, what email would he have that doesn't check on a normal basis? I know which one. The one he uses when he sues people. Yeah. Well, even that. <laughs> like, yeah, the, he says something like that in there, which I'm sure you heard. Uh, <laughs> but, I did not. I only read it. Where he's like, there's something I use for certain certain business things that I haven't needed to use in a <laughs> that, while. Uh, that. So, yeah, yeah, of course, that's his lawsuit email address. His uh, lawsuit. He's like, well, I'm not suing anybody else. I'm not going to check it for Yeah, and he's six like, oh, months. what's Gene mad at me about now? But yeah, but the, the but thing it, I th- also thought was amusing, though, just to throw in there, is when he kept saying, like, you know, he loves them or whatever, or they're brothers to him. You know what, t- you know what I'm talking yep, about? Yep, yep, oh, Okay. Not that I heard it. But they, <laughs> but when when I was reading that – You're too I busy to with my, important stuff. I thought to myself, you know, I have friends on different levels, but the friends that I really love are the ones that I've sued 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> and lost. Uh, <laughs> and lost, but like I had really to pay their guy. legal fees out of box set money. It, it's like it's like Vinnie Vincent's version of of uh, that girl you really like on the playground when you're six and pushing her down. <laughs> it's, it's just, just, just to sue them. Oh That's how he God. shows his love. Yeah. It, it, well, I, yeah. Kiss Kiss was the hot chick that wanted to just be friends. That's right, exactly. So he just sued the fuck out of him. God, I love you. I love you. He's he's outside Kiss's bedroom with a boombox playing some Peter Gabriel song. Hold on. Uh, When it comes to Paul, and there's some, I can't remember how it got into there, but uh, um, Eddie goes, yeah, he's he's salty. And then immediately, (laughs) immediately Vinny goes, mean Mr. Mustard. Yeah. Yeah. He said mean Mr. Mustard? He called him mean Mr. Mustard. Oh my god. He wrapped up the end of the interview kind of talking about the Vinnie Vincent invasion, and he trashed on the second record. And the key comment that he made that I was listening to, you probably haven't heard it, um, but it was he would only refer to Mark Slaughter as the singer. I thought that was somewhat telling. Apparently he's still got issues, or has issues. I don't know that he ever... We're talking about a guy that... Obviously, it was very hard to get along with from everybody involved, for the most part. That that I mean, I don't know any other story of somebody that gets a record contract, has a band named after him, has people in that band, and then that thing explodes, and and they end up somehow pushing the guy out, the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, and forming another band, Slaughter, as a result. Yeah. I know no other story like that. No, in and the then music Slaughter industry. had great success, and that's and what it, I'm saying. And look, I. We won't get into. We don't have time to get into all the details. No, People, the, no, the information no. is out there. If you want to go, I'm not saying Vinny didn't almost force their hand or didn't play a role in all this. But let's not forget, 
This was his contract. This was his band. And they literally went behind his back and tr- talked to the label about starting a different project without him. Right. That would have a, a, a pretty pretty heavy effect on anybody. That I mean, everybody calls him paranoid, but motherfucker, they literally well, conspired behind his back. Not just that. Do you want to jump into the... the uh the living wage of 1982, or no? Sure. Yeah. What do you got? Okay. Well, the whole uh, what I heard, <laughs> what I read was that yeah. that that uh, he was getting somewhere. Did I actually text you this, or did you hear it before that? I think you you. T- uh, I know what it was. I, was I saw reading it uh, while you by, texted me. No, I got my stuff from like Facebook. Like Mark Striegel of um, Talking Metal uh, posted something about the fact that he got five fifty a week back in '82. Mm-hmm. So I immediately, because I'm a this is the part where I think that my sanity is losing it, where I actually went on and found an online uh, inflation calculator okay. <laughs> to see what 550 was in today's dollars. And I think it worked out to $67,000 a year. So he's getting paid a mid-manager level salary or something like that to zip around. And I, I don't know how long they actually yeah, went And my understanding, Eric Carr was at six figures. But let's go. Let's let, let me jump in on that too. Is why I think that if that is true, why it is uh, one of the reasons he was starting to lose his fucking mind is he wasn't it, not to take anything away from Eric Carr. But let's talk about for salary, for example. Eric Carr was a contributor in a very minor sense. We're talking about Vinny in, in comparison, where Vinny wrote. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the I mean, we're talking about yeah. <laughs> we're talking about creatures. What half of creatures and almost all of Look It Up, right? Roughly? Yeah, 8 out of 10 songs. And you know, uh, and this is not a shot at Kiss, because this is pretty standard stuff when you're kind of new to a project like that. Yeah. But we know for a fact that Gene and Paul do not lightly give away songwriting credits. So if he got them, they were significant. No, those are his fucking songs. And to his credit, this I'll go to also, is this is not a Vinny, like, bullshit button fest on this this, uh, show entirely, because... You talk, you talk about somebody that is very rare. Uh, well, I'm not a big fan of the Vinnie Vincent invasion stuff. I know you are. But it shows me that it was like perfect chemistry. The fact that he wrote well with both of them, that he could pull off a I Still right, yeah. uh, I'm not always still your love. Uh, I still love you. And also doing a war machine where I will throw up war machine and, and also obviously the co-write for Unholy is the two top – Gene monster songs over God of Thunder. That might be blasphemy, but I actually prefer those two if I had to put them up there. But at least those, you know, he's got his. his and Paul their, wrote that, so Gene really doesn't do shit. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like he never, like Gene never really actually wrote for his Gene persona. Not <laughs> boom.
five to six Vinnie co-writes that have been in the set steadily, um, in and out. But we're talking about Cruise of the Night is one of their least selling albums. Yeah. And yet they play War Machine. They play Creatures of the Night. They play um, – what else do they play off that? I Love It Loud, obviously. They play yeah. um, Lick It Up Always. They play uh, – I mean, you just go on and on about it. I mean, It is amazing, you know though, I mean? if you think – because the way you just said that, Lick It Up to me is the pinnacle of the non-makeup era. And they only play Lick It Up off that record. And, and I get why, to be honest with you. I don't know why that record isn't doesn't resonate more. Was – their second single was uh, All Hell's Breaking Loose. I never even knew there was a video for that until I bought Kiss Exposed. MTV never played it. A Million to no. One should have been like a, at least a third single on that record. Oh, um, yeah. And then, of course, not for The in- Innocent. <laughs> <laughs> not a single, but th- that's another gene. Um, there's another monster song, a great monster song written by him. I love uh, I love the last two tracks on that record. Uh, um Oh shit! It, dance all over your face. Dance you all like, over your face, and so not for the me, so uh, that that's like Gene's ultimate. Like even I think that's even more offensive than Burn Bitch Burn. It's I, great. I love. I, mean, well, just, I like Burn Bitch Burn too, but I love Dance All Over Your Face, and uh, and and of course, uh, and on the eighth day is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard.
this seems as uh, a good a time as any, Luce, to tell you that um, I'm probably not going to have as much time to dedicate to Cobras and Fire as I currently do. Um, I'm proud to announce that I have a brand new podcast that I'm starting with uh, Ron Keel and Bruce Kulik. What's it called? Oh, it's going to be called uh, uh, BRB. Kind of like Be Right Back, but it's Baco, Ron, and Bruce. I don't think that's true at all. I haven't actually asked them yet. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, after you know two conversations, you know, one with each, it just seems natural, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but can we move on? <laughs> yeah, let's move on. What else you got? <laughs> so have you ever heard of this uh, Kiss Alive 3 bootleg that's kind of like from the Vinny years? Well, I, uh, you, you sent it to me yesterday, and I listened to about half. It was pretty, it was actually surprisingly uh, a decent sounding bootleg. Right. So I think it's this like the best sounding ones of that era. I don't, I don't think it's one concert because it's kind of like the idea of uh, that era. But I'm just gonna read the track listing, and, and I, I didn't even know some of these were played live. Okay. Uh, Creatures of the Night fits like a glove. Obviously, Give Me More. I don't know if I knew, ever knew that that was played. Oh, live. I did not uh, know. Yeah, I mean that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. And you know. War Machine, I Love It Loud, I Still Love You, Young and Wasted, All Hell's Breaking Loose, Black Diamond, Look It Up. Now, of those, it kind of reminded me like, or not reminded me, it kind of, uh, you know, the whole idea of what would it have been like if Vinny and, and Kiss got along. And one of the things that was kind of interesting listening to it is you kind of forget how, what a hard rock album Look It Up is, as, as far as pacing. Too. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, de- like absolutely. The, 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 drink. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm listening to this, and the, the, the going from creatures fits like a glove, and and give me more. Those are just like rapid fire kiss songs, you know, right? And, and, and give me more actually worked really well live, and so did all hills breaking loose. I've never heard a live version of that, so that was kind of cool to hear. But Do you, anyway, is there a song on Lick It Up you don't like? By the way, I mean, because I, I pretty much like every song in there. You know, I'm gonna say that the the two weakest points are probably just because the the ridiculousness. I, mean, I would have loved to see Vinny and, and Paul sitting down at a writing session and saying, "I think I'm gonna put candy cane in this and give me more. Look at like a candy cane." There's just a there's, there's some over the over the top stuff there, but the uh, of the Gene ones, I'm not really that big of a fan of of uh, Young and Wasted. Yeah, um, that would be my, probably my least favorite on the record. It's still a pretty good yeah. song. And then right, Eric still, Carr sang yeah. it live. It was kind of like a thrown in a bone for him. Exactly. That's kind of the thing on there. But but no, it's it's a solid album. It's a solid. But we're kind of going away it's from probably people solid. like like I didn't really tune into to this show to listen to these guys talk about their their favorite Kiss stuff. I want to hear more about the Expo. Okay. So do you want to you want to go back into that? There's video of uh, Vinny playing guitar, and it's. It's so cool. It really is. It was nice seeing him. Like he play, he played acoustic, and he just kind of hammered through about a minute or two of a, of a bunch of songs people know. But he got into back on the streets. Was he playing? Was he playing just random uh, uh, invasion and kiss stuff, or was he? Playing? Yes, yes. Uh, okay. So he, I'm pretty sure after watching it a couple times that this was not planned at all. I, I believe that. His surprise is legitimate when Robert Fleischman walked out on stage and sang um, back in the streets with him in the middle of him already playing it. Um, and it was really cool. Uh, and I don't like that song. I, I really don't understand the why 500 people have tried to turn it into a hit. It's a boring kind of, it's not, it just doesn't have a lot of hooks. And, you know, and Vinny is. You know, as much as people talk about his guitar playing, just a side note here, 
he may be one of the best melody writers of that whole era. I mean, his 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 connection with good melodies and hooks is is something that like translate in every form of music, country, pop, rock, metal. Um, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. But uh, right after they're done, they kind of stand up and hug, and it's this nice moment. And then Vinny makes an off-the-cuff remark about maybe we should have a Vinnie Vincent invasion reunion. And you can clearly tell that Robert Fleischman is going, oh, boy. Like, he's... <laughs> Uh, like you watch his body language, like because the comment was that like Robert Fleischman just confirmed Vinnie Vincent Invasion Two is gonna happen. I'm like, no. If anything, he didn't even nod. He didn't say anything. He smiled uncomfortably. And then the guy who put the whole thing together, he he chimes in like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. You may. How about this, guys? Can can we in six months do this again with you and Vinnie, and we're doing a Invasion Part Two. And Fleischman just keeps smiling, and Vinny's like, yes, let's do it. So Robert Fleischman walked out there, in my opinion, just to offer the fans a really cool moment. Right. You know? And and just like, look at this. I mean, because you know everybody there would really love and appreciate what they did. And even I, watching it through a crappy cell phone video, was like, wow, what a this is really cool. Uh, uh, courtesy of Tommy Summers of Three Sides of the Coin. Make sure to check them out and like their page on iTunes. Anyway, uh, so Robert <laughs> Robert Fleischman now is bombarded with this thing that just got dropped on his lap, and he's clearly uncomfortable. He's like, it's like proposing to a woman at a baseball game on the drumbo- jumbotron, and she doesn't want to marry you. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh my god, how do I get out of this? I'm just gonna smile and stuff, and yeah. So just he's probably doing that crowd. thing where where he's like. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? That's right. Oh, God. Yes, that's perfect. I love it. So that's kind of, uh, I don't know, like a uh, Vinny Expo for idi- for dummies kind of. Sure. Know, you know, th- all this stuff's out there, people. Go look it up. Um, you know what I was going to say before we get into what I think you're going to ask me next? Yes. I did want to say this, too, and that is Ness's quoting. I'm not even sure which show because I listen to so many lately. Um, saying, like, <laughs> it is a really interesting time to be a Kiss fan. And I, w- I would have to agree. Like, you know, the pipe dream is, <clears throat> you know, I just saw that the cruise now has, you know, Bob and Bruce Kulick coming back again. You know, no, no big surprise there. But the fact that there is been at least some some uh, peace in the Gene Ace relationship or whatever from what the show we saw and then Ace Freely is going to be on the show um, on the show on the ship and then the chances that you know now Vinnie Vincent announced that he's going to go where he's going to be at the uh, Nashville um, uh, Gene Simmons vault you know um, right uh, and, and great move by Gene he'll probably sell a few more vaults you know Exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing is that that whatever disagreements there are. But then it leads me to think, you know, that would be awesome for like the last show for like all the guitarists to get on stage or something like that. And, you know, every, every Kiss geek and nerd like us will, will think that. But the fact that that kind of like the, the, the did you ever see that end of the big four, the, the initial one that they did made a DVD right. read about? Where yeah, they yeah, all came yeah. out and played Am I Evil? And you got like, right. You know, four drummers and four bass players and eight guitar players. That was cool. Exactly. And that's that's kind of the point I'm making. But the fact that there that all these little things are happening 
and the fact that Ace is on the cruise too is is it, with other former you know studio musicians and like Bob and and Bruce. I mean, my God, it's coming closer to at least a somewhat of a reality of some kind of at least a peace uh, peace within the the Kiss camp of just saying fuck it. Was just you know we only have so many years left. Let's just at least have this together in a, at least a oh, a uh, super fan way for people to see it like on the cruise. Yeah, um, it's it's. I don't think Paul looks looks at anything like that though. Uh, I, I'm not sure how he feels about even Ace being there, but I I definitely don't think he gives a crap about. Oh, I'm getting old. I should make amends. I I just don't see that. Probably him. not him. Okay, l- l- let me redo that. How about this? Just simply that that Gene is cool with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, doesn't I, have the ego bullshit. All the crap we give Gene, I do think he has the least amount of ego, believe it or not. As hard as that is to accept people because he's a very grand, over-the-top character. You would think he would have a giant ego. He really doesn't. He's got a very thick about- skin, and you can tell by right. his his cheeks. I mean, they look like- <laughs> he's got, He's like a chipmunk sniffing up for the winner. <laughs> yeah. But no, with, with that said, I mean, that's, that's the whole breakdown is that I, I think what he doesn't have ego with is – well, how about this? He doesn't hold grudges. It's hard to hold a grudge. Like me in my life, I don't know about you. There's only like one or two people I've held grudge. I've had horrible things with certain, you know, ex-girlfriends, this, that, and the other, you know, people and stuff like that. But there's only like one or two people that I can still hold a grudge because it takes a lot to keep a grudge going. It really does. It's not worth it. Um, it's It sucks joy out of your own life unnecessarily. Um, I, I'm more of the, the ilk of... Uh, I, I can forgive, not necessarily forget. Like I, I don't necessarily want certain people in my life, but I don't like obsess about you know uh, things being bad for them. You know, I, I want the best for everybody. I'm all about the uh, autonomy of oneself, loose. Yeah. Yes. So how about we uh, finish it with, you know, maybe just some advice for for some, Expo and, and some cruisers ex- and Expo the, etiquette. Yeah. Sure. Or, or, or Expo best practices. Yes. Okay. You. This is. This is uh, clearly your category. Why don't you just lead, and I will chime in. <laughs> sure. Well. All right. So if you are going to see uh, one of your guitar heroes come out for the first time in twenty years in public, and you're packing to go to the expo, besides having your six kiss hoodies and uh-huh. um, things of that nature, maybe bring a thirty-five millimeter camera if you are a photographer of sorts. Like like you are, Baco. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I would probably only just get some of those disposable cameras and you know sit sit as far back as I could. <laughs> you mean oh, you mean the little fifteen dollar ones that you? Uh, Not even with, no, the, 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 like four four dollar ones that you got to take the. I think Walmart's the only place left developing pictures, right? <laughs> Are they still developing pictures? I yeah, it was just, yeah. It's not the other wow. Way. Okay. So those ones that you just get the little the little squares. Yeah, and you I throw it at the no employee because it's like. <laughs> Do this well, the, uh, minion. No, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, but but let me let me go. Let yeah, me go let you, you keep going. That, keep going. Please, please. But then then uh, because you're a photographer of, of high note, Baco. <laughs> what is the what is the protocol? I should say as far as if you were to share a picture with somebody, and let's say this picture is blurry and in the third row, <laughs> and that the subject the subject you're taking a picture of is in the uh, uh, right hand corner upper. 
what's what's the rule of thumb on if you share that picture? Um, well, I would definitely credit the person um, by putting their name on it, and then I would just cover the rest of the picture with a giant, like almost sticker of the photo credit too, and make sure I block as much of the photo out as possible. Or I would just uh, uh, download it, upload it on my own page, and act like, hey, check it out. Oh, you mean just to show it like it's original content of your own? Yeah, yeah. Here, hey everybody, Vinny Vince is back. Here's some photos that I. That I put there. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. That you kind of lafond up there on the screen. Yes. <laughs> I hear you. And if you were to upload things to YouTube, which we, we this is not sour grapes, we're thrilled to see all this content oh, that so Baca good. was able yeah. that Baca was able to review because I don't have time for it because I'm very important. The t- to <laughs> to watch, but when you're when you're filming also on your iPhone, this is also good for your family videos and things like that. For everything. For everything, there's landscape and there's portrait. Turn the damn phone aside. If you turn on the side, then it's the same thing as when you watch your HDTV. It's sixteen by nine. It's not. It's not (laughs) rock inside. It's morons. You know, there's an actual (laughs) term for this. You know, know, the quality of the video and all that stuff that you talk about. I put that. I I really don't blame people for not showing up professional recording equipment. But this phone thing, I will like. What the hell? You're the moron that took your DVD back to Best Buy because there was black bars on the tops and bottoms. You, know, you almost made me spit. Turn your fucking phone. There's there's a name for this. It's called VPS, Vertical Phone Syndrome. And it affects the densest people. I don't want to watch a lot of the floor and a lot of the ceiling and a little of the action. My God. Do you even understand what you've seen in a movie theater and now at home with these widescreen TVs? How is it still a thing that people like, I'm just going to hold it up and do it this way? Jesus fucking Christ. Turn your fucking phone. VPS. Love it. The, VPS. The, the VPS syndrome. VPS. Yeah, people, yeah, KISS fans suffer from VPS. It's not just KISS fans. It's, no, it's oh not. Oh, my God. It's, it's not. And there's so many. And you know what? i tell you what. I will say this. Picture, it is people who should know uh, fucking better. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this also. It's that, that you would imagine the only thing worse than VPS is when somebody's holding up two phones at the same time doing VPS. Well, not two phones, uh, uh, an iPad mini and a phone. At a concert. Yeah. yeah. And so, live streaming on both on two different Facebook accounts, apparently. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, I, I would really hope that it, 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 at some point that there is more professional footage by the promoter himself that did it. Or if just not, I do put up. that on him. There, there should be some kind yeah. of thing that was shot yeah. decent. You know what I mean? Right. Like a fucking and, tripod yeah. and you can hear the audio and all that stuff. But listen, for everybody that, that's listened here, uh, if this is the first time listening to the show, check out for you, you Kiss fanatics. We've got at least 10 to 15 episodes Kiss theme mm-hmm. where we, yeah. we throw stuff in all the time. Why don't you summarize the, the, the show uh, in general for everybody? Well, we're uh, two uh, jackasses that think they know more than everybody else, and uh, <laughs> we just spout about that shit, and, and in the end, actually end up looking stupider than uh, we think we are. Yes, but we're also very honest about, about things. <laughs> hey, you know what? So, uh, I will say this. Uh, if we have an opinion, um, a velvet rope at a band expo will not change it. You got that right. Yeah. No. So. You'll, you'll not see me at the uh, at the <laughs> we uh, won't. What, uh, Chevelle. 
I, I, I remember sh- I, I texted Sinzak back in the day, you won't see us hosting a Striper Expo or a Vince Neil <laughs> Expo. <laughs> no, uh, and we right. won't get invited. We won't get the red carpet. We won't feel offended. We understand that those people, or, unless they got a good sense of humor, maybe they're cool with or, it. I don't know. Well, yeah, but, I mean, if there's the if the if there is ever a Brett Michaels Bongo extravaganza, well, uh, we're definitely in like that. that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> ground floor and the Lazy River. Yeah, you know <laughs> the Vince Neil uh, Lazy Vince Neil River. Solo. We should uh, we should be the <laughs> ribbon cutters at that. How great would it be if Vince Neil? <laughs> you, hit the, you cut the ribbon and, and you don't just forget we got floats. Chipotle over there in the corner for everybody tonight. Uh, <laughs> Vince, you cut the rope, you cut the ribbon or whatever, like, and he slowly floats by <laughs> right in the beginning. Yeah. Now, I will say this. We Ready, are, go! We are high on the list of of uh, uh, candidates to MC any private event for Chipotle restaurants and manufacturers of Lazy Rivers. That's correct. <laughs> We're ready to go. They're like, those guys are uh, awesome. So why don't we play out with one of my favorite solos by Vinnie Vincent. That is the solo, what I consider a triple solo from the opening track, off Look It Up, Exciter. knew that but i wasn't 100 sure that was accurate because the fact that makes no sense i thought he was cut that it was creatures of the night because that makes more sense why would he be cut out of looking up that's one of the frustrations i have it it, it just does seem like it look i never thought Vinny visually or on stage was a great fit for kiss songwriting wise absolutely uh but drink uh but he (laughs) he was fucked with so much unnecessarily it's like and now that we know like that paul stanley is and has always been mean mr mustard it's just i don't understand why you have to bring somebody into the picture and then like tell this story after years of like yeah we we offered him the keys to the kingdom and by keys to the kingdom we meant uh, a used Renault Lacar uh, a week at a at a fucking flea bag motel and you know a chance to have week. us uh, cut out his guitar solos right yeah no I know it's crazy the yeah he wasn't the right fit but but going to the because we teased it earlier you want me to give you my vision of what what it would have been if they stayed with Vinny oh yeah let's get into that. Okay, so, and this this kind of reinforces it from listening to the assuming everybody got along and and it was a great fit and all that good stuff, right? Mm, 
I'm kind of going with the fact that that he was kind of um, fighting with them a, l- a little bit back and forth, but 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 the whole creativity about it. Okay, so live there was already a push and pull with even fearing these this bootleg today where he would do like these ridiculous extended solos. And, oh, he and, copped and, to that, by the way. Oh, he did. Yeah, he okay, he said good. that in hindsight he he was a young kid. He was trying to like. Well, yeah, he's damn near their age, but uh, but he was new to the, the 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 scene, and he was trying to make an impression not only for them but for himself. Uh, but in hindsight, they knew more about what they were talking about in that dynamic, and he probably should have listened. My point is, from a writing uh, partner, he was he could he could do perfect, uh, you know, great songs for both Gene and Paul, which has got to be not hard to do. You know, those are two different beasts literally as far as how you're going to put those things together and i think that um on Desmond Geek they mentioned you know like i don't think desmond child ever wrote with gene simmons right you know what i mean true yeah so the, the, the fact that he could do both sides and and produce quality was uh is is a rare thing to ha- have happen and i think that it just would have been you know everything past look it up was kind of like a pale comparison of look it up in the 80s to me absolutely um, Drink. i know all right, so like I know you are more of a fan than I am, but I think Animalize is just a, a like a red-haired stepchild version of Lick It Up. You know, like, I'd I agree with that though. I mean, I, okay. I, it's a it's okay. a scaled-down version. Now it, it's sold better because the Heaven's on Fire, but right. Uh, but Heaven's on Fire is a shitty version of Lick It Up. Kind of, it's a very simple, you know, couple, you know, yeah, they're, one they're, chord they're, song. They're sister songs and they're sister albums in my head. Yeah, and then and, and, uh, Asylum still, you know, two Paul Stanley produced records, and you could see like the the Michael James Jackson versus those two to those, yeah. the kind of anemic sound in comparison. And then I like Harvey the sound to of Animalize, but I think Asylum is a very dry, flat tone. Oh, very, yeah. very. My point is, is that if they had stayed on that creative um, bandwagon, I think they would have been much more successful during the 80s. I'm not sure to what degree, but definitely um, credibility-wise, I think it would have helped them a lot. And and really, Vinny was kind of the whole thing to, if it wasn't for Vinny and their issue, they wouldn't have flipped to a quick Mark St. John and then gone to Bruce Kulick. Because in all reality, besides that, it, it, this would have been the three-guitar band, sure. three-guitarist band, yeah. if it wasn't for this, this craziness there. And, and I just really think that what it was is besides everything else, that they're, that Gene and Paul were kind of petrified by the talent of him as far as dominating uh, what could be kissed because they let him have lick it up. I mean, that was basically a Vinnie Vincent album. Mm-hmm. But with that said, the, 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 the co-writes, the songs are so much better on those albums than they are for Vinnie Vincent invasion. So it's almost like Vinnie Vincent invasion. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, that's that, fine. That first, but Vinnie that, Vincent, that first record in, in particular front to back is, I mean, it's the same stuff. Now those songs would not have fit uh, with kiss. I don't think not, not all of them anyway, but How about this though? It, that Vinnie Vincent invasion is Vinnie Unleashed, where there is a somewhat of a restraint with the right. being part of Kiss that helped, I think, helped him. And it had to be so. So with that said, too, I find it very interesting the fact that he never co-wrote for anybody. He could have been a recluse mm-hmm. and just at least been a. As we can see, he's a good songwriter. But the fact that he still was not able to even make a connection in that regard too is very interesting to me throughout his career. Well, sometimes well, that happens, well, Bruce right? Bruce Kulick speculated that he actually wrote under a different name 
while while living in Nashville because of lawsuits and, and having to, uh, you know, I mean, Gene and Paul won a pretty good settlement against him. Um, maybe as a way to, to circumvent that, that he's actually is doing some songwriting, but under a different name. That's a good. Okay. Well, what were all the lawsuits for? That's speculation, by the way. That, sure. Just to be course. clear. Um, but yeah, I'd never thought about that before. Bruce Kulik mentioned that in my interview with him, which, you know, I'm an esteemed journalist, uh, as Ron Keel noted uh, during my talk with him too. Um, but there's, there's that. But going, I'll finish with this: is that the, the whole venue, even listening to that bootleg today, the one thing I did, uh, and I love Bruce, but one thing I didn't like about Bruce did in the '80s was he kind of noodled over all of uh, Ace's classic guitar sounding. Yeah, solos. I, I've heard him talk and, about his him like like I would get the solos for Ace down, and I'm like, that was the most annoying thing about you is that like you you. First of all, you're a much better guitar player than him on a technical level, and the fact that you just kind of like, yeah, you kind of half-assed all of his solos. You talking about Bruce? Yeah, yeah, right. But then he kind of like went back to doing it the right, or a better way during the Revenge era. But mm-hmm. but same thing with Vinny. Like I was listening to a few things, he would just kind of like the their version of Black Diamond is just. Ugh, I, I'm not a fan. I, of I had an analogy they, for this that I shared a while back, but I, I heard Vinny play Cold Gin. And it's like mm. listening to, I don't know, um, fucking uh, Beethoven play Mary Had a Little Lamb. It is just, <laughs> it, it, you He's couldn't get a dumb, no, I wouldn't say that. No, it, it, he actually kept that one pretty tight. But it was right. just like, just watching him, and it's like, this is so beneath you, talent-wise. You don't right. get much dumbed-down guitar work than Cold Gin. But, you know, but uh, let me go back. I actually agree with one thing that you really did. I want to tie, pull it together a little bit. Sure, I think ahead. Vinny was better on Lick It Up when he was restrained and pulled in and the product was better. I love the Vinny Vincent Invasion stuff. It is the best stuff. That and Union, f- projects outside of Kiss, in my opinion. But... It is Easy too, bar. It is too much. Continue. You know, I mean, it's, it's just yeah. they're... they're, they're yeah, of course. The, the, the what they're stacked against isn't exactly you know, you know, uh, fucking Pink Floyd, The Wall, but or Abbey Road or whatever, Sergeant Pepper or something like that. But you know, he still never lost that. But it was it was clear that he felt constrained in Kiss. You cannot argue that what he did next didn't validate that. Like, I don't want to do this. If I'm going to sell my soul, I need a bigger piece of the pie. Otherwise, I got to be able to be me. I right. gotta that, be me. Perfect. I think that I think that's uh, the way to close it. But you're completely right. I mean, that's that's the whole thing is that he was a massive talent. Um, it, it's a it's a it's unfortunate that they, that they could not at least connect with him. What were all the lawsuits for, by the way? Royalty is really my understanding. Them. It was just like left all and right. of them. Yeah, I believe so. Um, you know, because you got to remember, every time like Kissology came out, there's another round, and then there's another round. You know? uh, Anytime okay. they they remastered the CDs. Now, uh, Sinzak actually might know a little more detail on this, but my understanding, it all came down to royalties not being paid, and he lost every one of them. So I don't know what well, that that's, tells you. That's that's uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. I wonder. If- how many times he was actually in the right about them for those, because it just, it's just like, that's what I'm just trying to say. Like if you look at it too, like if I'm him going crazy, uh, being paranoid and things like that. And I see that over the last, you know, like 30 years or whatever, the majority, you know, there's a, a large chunk of songs that are played live all the time. That's not a royalty thing, but I'm just no. saying like, you know, it's just, you got to uh, feel like, why am I not seeing more money? I, I contributed right. pretty heavy. 
That's what I'm trying to explain. Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. At an expo in Atlanta, featuring special guest Vinnie Vincent and my new BFF, Ron Key. Pickling eggs, okay? If you handle <laughs> handle shit on your end. Okay. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.